Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Brianna Reich. Brianna, are you ready to do this? I am ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Brianna is a certified financial planner. She is the founder and financial planner at Wealth of Confidence, a fee-only financial planning firm focused on providing great resources and advice to educators. I'm excited to have you on. Brianna, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Um, you know, I'm a fi- like you said, the only financial planner in uh, southern sunny Southern California. I uh, started out I'm coming up, I believe, on my 11th year now in the financial industry, and I came out of college wanting to do something like this because I just knew I wanted to help people with their money, and I felt like, you know, anything that I can do to kind of create a spark in somebody and and kind of create a change would be good. And so I came in really loving the strategy aspect of planning. Um, obviously there's investment management that comes along with that and all that good stuff. But where I live, it's not like this massive, massive industry. So kind of, you know, try to figure out my own way through it and what that looked like and how I could help those people or just people in general, what I could do. And I knew that I always wanted to have, you know, boots on the ground and be able to wrap my arms around people that came in the door. So, uh, through several years of experiences at different types of firms and different structures, I realized the whole time that my my heart was set on something called fee only, and and that's not for everybody, but it's definitely something that is is uh you know you have to be proud of what you do, and that resonates when you talk to people. And being fee only was it for me. And so when this firm opened, it was the intention again of helping people, and the people that started just naturally coming through the door happened to be educators. While I worked with educators before. Uh, just really had to dig my heels in and say, if I'm going to do this, I'm not going to have to do it. I'm going to really understand the needs and the the issues and, you know, everything. And so basically from that day, it's been that's who calls. We have educators call people in uh, higher education. Sometimes they might work in administration and things like that. But um, we're, we're pretty, pretty well versed on employee benefits, everything to do with a pension, how that works with Social Security, if a spouse has Social Security. Um, you know, anything you can almost think of for education, we've really dug our heels in and had to get, get going on it. And it's also created a passion and we were just talking about how, uh, you might've seen my stuff on Twitter and it's created a passion to help with protection and hopefully in the future doing a lot more advocacy for educators. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. And yes, uh, Twitter can be, uh, Twitter's always a unique platform for people to express excitement and outrage and everything else. So I love it. So the name of your firm, Wealth of Confidence, I, I, I love that. And one of the uh, the messages on your site says, create clarity, confidence, and purpose-driven wealth. Tell me a little bit about that. I personally believe that everything we do should have a reason behind it. We shouldn't just blindly open an account just because, I mean, it's good to do that and we have to save and we have to do all that stuff, but why are we really doing it? And I have people sit down and say, I just feel like I need to save more money or I haven't saved enough. And I'm like, yeah, what do you, what do you have that's backing that up? That's making you feel that way. And a lot of the time there's no answer because no one's really dug into why the person's saving or anything. It was just open and safe. 
and budget and this and that. And, you know, you have to understand the purpose behind why you're doing what you're doing. And that kind of creates that clarity of, okay, I know that if I save this $5, it's because I wanted this thing specifically. And it was about my family or about what, you know, whatever. So digging into that is really important. And then it does in the end create a, a greater sense of confidence that you know you're doing the right thing, whether if you're spending the $5, you're doing it confidently, knowing that I spent it because I can, because I had a plan. And so that was a big, a big deal for me was I wanted the normal person, the everyday person to feel better about what they were doing with their money and not kick themselves or feel like they can't live a little. So, you know, it's kind of on both ends, spending or saving, having a plan is creates that clarity, creates the confidence. Yeah, I totally agree. And sometimes I think people don't, that, that doesn't necessarily connect. Um, I know that just having a plan, knowing that, okay, uh, I know that I should have been saving all this time, or I know that I need to start doing this. I haven't really thought about why, but even that small action of, yes, okay, now I, I understand where I'm going. I, I have a plan. I'm on the path to saving money. I'm on the path to paying debt down. It does create confidence, and that's a very real thing. So, Yes. And if you don't mind, I, if me interjecting a little bit, but kind of circling back on the educators and how that really applies to them is we, you know, we have educators that are starting out and everyone's busy. They're busy. They're taking care of our kids and they're doing, you know, what they need to do to, to get their jobs done and keep the classrooms in order and create lesson plans and all this stuff. And so having someone to say from the beginning, here's the direction you should consider going you know, and, and how you can save the money and maximize your employee benefits that you're receiving and all these, you know, great potential things that you have. Um, you now have a plan and you can rest assured while you're working that this is going. And yes, we reevaluate it and go through it over time. Or um, we find that sometimes people are a little nervous about the things they've accumulated because there wasn't an intention behind it. It was just, I knew I needed to save. Someone showed up on campus and told me I needed this. And that's as much research as I did. And now I might be embarrassed. Can you know, I'm, I'm nervous coming in and looking at this. And so I feel like it's my job to help create, rebuild that confidence and trust level again and um, help them, you know, make sense of it all and clean it up. And uh, yeah, so that's what we try to do. That's such an important point. I mean, there's immense value in, and I think a teacher probably understands that too, because there's so many different parties that go into Number one, making sure that kids are getting into class, making sure that they're safe and in an environment where they can learn and that food is served. And so many people are involved in that, that they appreciate and value professional advice when somebody can take that part. Hey, I'll be able to show you what you need to be doing. I'll be able to help you pick between different options. And then they put their trust in that person. And unfortunately, I know from experience and from also the world of Twitter, that a lot of the time teachers are, for lack of a better term, taken advantage of. So wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of the things that you've seen and then how teachers can avoid getting taken advantage of. Yes, and I will try to make this universal, as we kind of talked about. Um, I am in California, so I do work with some things here, but in every state and district, it has a little bit different nuances. So of course, you know, we have to look at where you are and what you have going on, but everyone should be really aware of what their options are. And it is difficult when you have a list of 15, uh, you know, retirement accounts to pick from for your 403B, which one do you select? You know, do you select the one that just shows up at, at your, uh, you know, your classroom walks in and says, hi, I'm here to help you. 
and they use the terminology that sounds good and they seem nice, do you use that one? Or do you take the time, which takes time, to go and dig through the information and try to figure it out on your own? Because those are pretty much your options. You do it like that or you wait for someone to show up to help you. And um, so basically what we tend to see and what other people that are in the fee-only world that work with educators see is that um, there are a lot of a collection as, collections of accounts or movement of accounts from one to another. And there's a lot of uh, money that's involved in that. And we'll kind of keep that, you know, just for this conversation, there's a lot of money that can be made from that. And it's not as regulated as other areas. Like if you worked for a company and had a 401k, um, there's more regulation there than what teachers have available to them. So teachers are kind of, you know, you as teachers are kind of at the mercy of whatever's offered and hopefully it's it's good for you. And so what's fun for, for someone like me is I have no connection to any of those things and it's fun to go, okay, well, here's all the options. Let's pick the one that's best for you and factor in, okay, cost and, you know, what you want to do with the account, all of these things. So we can look at, at a third party approach and pick those things and help them out. But there are resources, for example, and again, I am going to really quick just touch back on California is 403bcompare.com is a great resource for teachers to go on and look at their options and see what the fees cost. It still takes digging, but it's there. And so if I can stress enough that it isn't easy, but if you are going to do it on your own, one of the best things you can do is budget that moment, even though I know it's difficult, but budget that moment to go in and look at those websites, the tools available, and really try to dig or reach out to somebody and ask, like, how can I dig through this? Um, because that could save you $20,000 over your savings lifetime. You know, they, taking that one moment could save you so much over that lifetime of savings that it's worth it. And it doesn't feel like it today, but it really makes a huge difference and it can. And then, you know, it, but it is difficult. It is. And yeah, we, we do need more resources that do cover across the board. And my personal opinion, and I have a bias and you see it on Twitter, is that I wish that we could get more bands of people together that don't have an involvement in these plans giving the education. Okay, so a lot of the time it's, uh, so you are, you're an independent firm, you're, you're fee mm -hmm. only, so that means you don't receive commission from, from the sale of these products. Um, but there are, the actual providers have representatives that are sometimes on site trying to sell the, their, their own proprietary product? Is it something like that? Yes. And what I will be very careful in saying is that not everybody is a bad guy, right? Sure. This, isn't, this isn't a good guy, bad guy necessarily thing, but one lends to, leads the door open to having somebody that could potentially do it for the money. I'm not saying everybody does because I know some fabulous people that can receive a commission and are wonderful moral people. It's not about that. It's about what the potential could happen. And what I've seen when I have people come through the door, some situations I cannot say because I wasn't in the room when it happened that that was for the money. But I've seen a couple cases that there is no if and or but about it. It was about the money and it was not about the person that was sitting across from them. And there's a few cases like that that are very blatant. And the stories that I've heard of, I have five 403B accounts that people came and set up for me and not one of them has contacted me since. That's a problem. That isn't for that person. That is very a self-centered thing to go do for a teacher that's busy. And so, um, yeah, it, it's difficult. The door is left open. There's a lot of inexperienced people that are allowed to go give this advice. 
Um, we've seen a lot of that where people are brand new, just signed up from these lead companies, like trying to go give advice on how to set up a 403B and, oh, we'll maybe talk to you about your pension a little bit and stuff like that. But they're not really fully looking at an overall picture. And sometimes you may never hear from them again. Yeah. And so th- that is some of the problems that we do see. And those are some of the things that we do talk about on Twitter. <laughs> Got it. We'll, we'll talk about some of these cases and stuff. So, um, yeah. So what are some of the questions that people should be asking? And again, I'm not I'm not casting dispersions and saying the people that get paid in one way are, are better. Same, right. same, same as what you just said. But what are questions that people need to be asking? And what is a process that, you know, let's just talk about what your process is when you sit down with an educator um, and then people can make their own determination if that's a good process or not. Perfect. I, I think that's very fair. Um, yeah, basically, I feel like... Uh, it's very important to understand who people work for and who they represent. Now you have to be careful because the wording can get very, very muddy and people know words to use to make it sound good. This is in, in all sales, people, you know, can kind of figure these wording, these words out to make it sound similar or just as good. So just going to a place that is called teachers, whatever, doesn't mean that that place is good for you because you're a teacher. Um, we have to, you have to know, like, if they're licensed, what are they licensed in? Um, for example, if I need help with my retirement account and I want help with budgeting or da, 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 but the only thing that the person can do is sell one product from one company, then I am only going to get that as a source of, uh, you know, a solution. So knowing who they represent by saying, okay, what company do you work for? What companies are allowed, are you allowed to recommend to me? Um, You know, what type of accounts do you suggest to people? If you can only sell an annuity or you can only sell XYZ company, those are the only solutions you are going to receive when you might have 15 others. Also understanding the pay structure. Okay, do you receive a commission for me doing this? Or do I pay you out of my pocket? How much does that cost? What I will, one of the big, 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 big things, if someone says to you, this doesn't cost anything, you walk away immediately because it does cost you some way or another. It's just how. So it's either going to come out of your account via a fee or it's going to come in the way of a surrender that could cost, take a very long time. So if someone doesn't explain that to you, you need to walk away and don't talk to them again because that's that's the danger zone and that's a big red flag. If someone says this doesn't cost you anything, that's a problem. Now someone like me and some people on that side will say, well, fee only costs money too. And they're right. Someone like me, I have a starter package for people that are starting out as educators. So if you're new, you're kind of getting into it or whatever, I help people on a very low fee that is in your face. There's no other way about it. This is what it costs. If you want to pay it, you can. Here's a 403B that might make sense for you. Whether you do a Roth or a traditional, this is what makes sense. Let's talk about your cash flow, your student loan debt, da, 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 just to kind of get you going on the right path. If you're somebody that's further along in your career, you're getting closer to retirement, then I have a little bit of a different package where we really dig into all of those things. And it includes helping clean up, you know, the multiple accounts that you could potentially have. So you're still going to pay someone like me. I'm not free. No one's free. But, you know, no third party is free unless it's a pro bono thing or something. But, um, but yeah, it's just how you pay for it and the, um, you know, who are you representing? And I just love that if you know when you're okay with that, if you know that they're representing only one company and you're okay with that, then fine. That's your prerogative. But if you want somebody that says, I don't represent anybody, I represent you, 
then maybe look for somebody that is a fiduciary, potentially a fee-only person that has no tie to anything that they're recommending to you, but you will pay them. So there's, you know, there's the back and forth. I don't know if that answered your question. Sorry. (laughs) It definitely did. I think that, I think that oftentimes people are uncomfortable talking about uh, money and compensation. So a lot of the time, some advisors are uncomfortable talking about how they make money and client is also sometimes uncomfortable asking, well, how are you being compensated? Uh, and that's not a healthy thing for anybody. And it very much is. I think it's such a powerful thing to be able to tell somebody, this is how much I make. This is how much your investment costs. This is how much the mm-hmm. account costs. And now you understand and you can make an educated decision as a informed consumer. So I appreciate that very much. Correct. I think transparency is key. I don't care how you get paid. I just think that if you can't put my whole big thing, if you were to my like soapbox moment is everyone should have to stamp on the front of anything that you give to somebody a price. That's my personal opinion is that if you're going to sell an annuity or a 403B or do fee only work or sell anything for a consumer in the financial world, be willing to stamp that that commission or that price or what you got paid to do it on the front. Do it. And if you don't, then maybe there's a little reason. And, and that's what I say to consumers is find out what that is. If they won't tell you what their commission is, if they won't tell you what their fee is for service, then I, you don't go to McDonald's and not know what you're paying for your hamburger. Why would it be any different for your money? No doubt. Well, Brianna, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, I kind of threw a bunch of them in there already about like, you know, protecting yourself. It's such a big deal, really looking out for yourself and not just taking someone's like immediate word. But also at the same time, I I don't want to put that so hard in your system where you're not willing to trust because there are really good people out there that can help you and do these things. But just always really look at who they're representing at all times and make sure you understand the connection to, uh, you know, the advice that they're giving. Well, I think that that is definitely great stuff. It certainly gets, come on, come on. Brianna, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? We have the website, www.wealthofconfidence.com. As mentioned before, if you like some of the education on how we get a little frustrated sometimes about this uh, teacher retirement world, you know, we're on Twitter and of course, LinkedIn and things like that, social media. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Brianna your appreciation and share today's show with Fred who also appreciates good ideas. Go to wealthofconfidence.com. Follow her on social media, and I will list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Brianna. Thank you for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing. Leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.